one time he like pushed me a little too hard not to where I felt like scared for my safety but to the mm-hmm. point where my wig flew off my head a little bit <laughs> flew off a little bit okay and so, okay and so then I was like oh. man Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Hi. Hi. We're Quinn. We're Quinn. And we're and Becca. We're Becca. And, and welcome to Manic Pixie Jumpscare, a podcast where Becca and I talk openly about our shared delusions. Passions. And, and love for, each, for other. each other. Is it my fault that all of you better not? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's what I thought too. Um, welcome back, Quinn. <laughs> And welcome back, welcome. everyone else. Thank you, Becca. Um, all four of you. We love you. <laughs> so, <laughs> today, yeah, you guess right. It's true. It's true. It's true. Rumors are true. We are in another stainless deep dive. Um, this week, yeah, we're talking about wigs. Yeah. Was- <laughs> the political yeah, party to... from the 19th century. <laughs> we're so excited to get into that We're so today. excited. And Ben Franklin, come on out. <laughs> ben, we actually Ben Franklin, everybody. Yes. Post lightning, post lightning. So he's a little frazzled. You struck me. <laughs> oh my god, a drag queen somewhere has had to do lightning a ben Franklin number as Ben Franklin. <laughs> I need to write that down. If I need not, to write yeah, that down. Right now. Write that down. If, if no one else that, has please. done it, that's going in random ideas, guys. <laughs> oh my god, we will deliver on that visual Wait, hopefully no. soon. Um. Yeah, so we're here to talk about wigs. And first, we have to sort of like get a little background info. So I am curious, Quinn, when your obsession with wigs began? When did you first encounter a wig? Like, what's what's your what's your story there? So I, as I talked about on this podcast, I've always had like a fascination with hair, especially right. hair that grows on the top of one's head. Like, that's my favorite genre of hair, really. Yeah, totally. Um, one of the most popular genres of hair, too, I would say. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I've just always, like, I was obsessed with, like, playing with my mom's hair as a child. Like, I loved, like, just touching it. I thought it was so pretty yeah. and beautiful. Uh-huh. Um, and so then when I discovered wigs, I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> Life I, could, I could have that on my head. <laughs> That's actually transcendent to me. Yeah. And I remember there are these pictures from when my dad had this really good friend who I believe lived near us at one point, but then moved out to Ohio for work. Um, and so we went and visited his family one time in mm-hmm. Ohio and like they had two daughters. And so they had like a lot of like, you know, more girlish and feminine toys whatever that means Mm -hmm. and i was also all about those as a child and so they had this wig and it was like chocolate brown and had these beautiful little like braids down it and there's this picture of me wearing like my power ranger pajamas with that wig on um and yeah i just felt like i was really slaying in that moment um i'm sure you were and so yeah actually basically any opportunity to put a wig on i'm gonna do it um i'm there because you know you never as somebody who's had a lot of different hairstyles you know you never know what you want to try out 
Mm-hmm. You never know it might look good. And wings give you a little chance little to test, test drive, you know? Yeah. But yeah, but Becca, what was your one of your first experiences with wigs? Or do you hear my dogs barking? No, I do not. Oh, fascinating! Actually, because they're barking so loud, so loud. Actually, <laughs> dogs will do that <sighs> famously. Um, yeah. So I first encountered wigs. Well, Hannah Montana was definitely the first time I was like, "Oh wow, a wig can change someone. Mm-hmm. It has the power to do so." See, I'm a girl, but you know that I'm someone else, too. If you only knew. Don't break my heart. My achy, breaky heart. (laughs) (laughs) That was not the tune of that song. Anyway, um, so, and I do remember, um, which I've told the story before, as Quinn said, but it's worth repeating. I went to a Hannah Montana-themed birthday party, and I was very vocal about the fact that I thought there should be wigs available there to the party goers. Um, we were given t-shirts with Hannah Montana's face, but I was like, yeah, there's no wigs. And that's kind of an issue, even though I did have naturally blonde hair. So um, it was not necessary for me actually, but I did want yeah. one anyway. And no, cause it's, of... a, it's a fully different thing. Cause like wigs can also not only give you like a different hair color, mm-hmm. but also give you a different texture, a different style. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, and I think that kind of began my understanding that like wigs are, it's a monumental accessory. Mm-hmm. Monumental, actually. <laughs> yeah, and ever since then, I've just been having fun with them. Yeah, they're yeah. famously one of the most fun things to have fun with. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, so true. And yeah, I yeah. also, um, one of my favorite things to watch on like TikTok now is like wig installation videos mm, i love watching toupee videos <gasps> oh i've never seen oh my god this one girl on tiktok is literally doing the lord's work and is giving bald men toupees and they all look so much better <laughs> toupee installations i cannot even describe it a little like, hair piece like oh my goodness she's actually changing lives in the state of utah one man at a time literally no but i love like there's this one girl who like owned a salon and she would like she would fully like i like them like i definitely like more the because there are a bunch of videos of like drag queen styling wigs but like i find it interesting when people style a wig that's like gonna be worn for like a little while Mm -hmm. um and so like they'll put like bald caps on their customers and like there's this one girl who like would like literally like put the full like bald cap down on somebody's head like down to their chin and like cut out the stuff like on their face so like that it was like it was actually like suited to them like it was actually like you know custom okay for like each individual customer and so that was always a funny visual but just like seeing the way that somebody was able to like take and also some of the pieces that we get like brought in sometimes people like bring their own wigs and she would be like now why do they give this to me (laughs) and then she'd be like but i guess i gotta make it work because they're paying me and so and then she would always find a way to like turn it the fuck out i don't know her tiktok name which i find regrettable because i want to look up her stuff but yeah some people are absolute wizards with like just Mm -hmm. like making hair look like it's growing out of your head even when it's not yeah exactly it's such an important job actually we don't talk about enough 
They're wizards. They're wizards, really. There are mo- they're the modern day wizards. Like, <laughs> if it was the 1600s and they were doing that, like they would be accused of witchcraft, and they would be like, or they would hiss. be King Arthur's little bestie. Literally. Well, Love that. Becca, anything else generally on wigs? I don't think so. I'm kind of excited to get into its history. The history, even. Um, history of wigs. You're right. And so, yeah, we're going to throw to a little tiny little break, and then we'll be right back to talk more about wigs. Guys, I'm scared. <gasps> Let me move my bang back and read that again. Um, <laughs> yeah, why not? And Beck and I are back. And so now. We're going to get into a little bit more background information on wigs because like, you know, one thing we always try to find out is like, where do these things come from? Like, how do, how does, how does it get from like an idea to something that Becca and I are standing? Literally. Who um, did that? Literally. And so wigs have literally <laughs> been around since ancient times. Which is um, crazy to me. Yeah. So one of the first places that wigs, like we know wigs were really happening is ancient Egypt mm-hmm. because... Many Egyptians had like close cuts, um, and Egypt is famously a hot place. And so <sighs> a lot of them were like, wait, what if we put something on our head to like protect us from the sun? And so that was kind of like the first wig. Yeah, um, that was genius, to be honest. Literally, innovation that excites. Um, <laughs> and this is a crazy thing is they used beeswax and resin to keep the wigs in place. So smart. To make sure they didn't go nowhere during the day. Mm-hmm. Because that was before they had the bobby pins. So they had to like, they were like, so what the hell are we going to do now? And then they were like, oh, yeah. so easy, actually. <laughs> Solve that immediately. And wigs are one of those things that like evolved independently because there wasn't that much like connection to like between all these societies. Mm-hmm. But Assyrians, Phoenicians, ancient Jews, Greeks, Romans, ancient Chinese, ancient Japanese, and ancient Koreans, like, they all had wigs. Like, all of those ancient societies had some form of, like, wig. Um, mm-hmm. Which is crazy. And actually, I didn't do much research into this, but they were actually banned by the um, Goryeo, Goryeo, Goryeo dynasty of Korea in the late 18th mm-hmm. century. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, could you imagine if the government tried to ban a wig? I feel like I'm immigrating. Yeah. I can't even imagine how Americans would feel. (laughs) I would not. It would cause a (laughs) national crisis. Um, Immediately. And so, yeah. But then, unfortunately, wigs kind of fall out of popularity. They enter a flop era Mm -hmm. um, after the fall of the Western Roman Empire. Yeah. But then they kind of come back in the 16th century to hide hair loss, which is kind of like... I wouldn't say it's like their main thing now, but it's like a big thing that wigs do. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it is their main thing. Who knows? But um, and also in the 16th century, they had, say it with me now, lice. Yep. Bad. And so wigs made it like made lice easier to manage because, you know, you could have like your short little hair where it's like hard for the lice to like get in. And then if you wore a wig, you could just take the wig off and brush the lice out of the wig. Mm-hmm. They did have um little scratchers um that you could insert into your wig and scratch your head from the lice that you had also. So that was a nice accessory for people. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god! Yeah, people. Lice. It was. It was hard. Did you ever have lice? No, I've never had them either. Yeah, I hope to keep it that way. (laughs) I I hope and pray. Seems so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, and something else about me is that, like, if I see a hat I want to try on, oh, I'm putting it on my head. I do not care. Yeah. Becca saw this. I tried on a hat the other day. Yeah, several actually. <laughs> we're in actually great risk. Mm-hmm. You are the number one risk population for lice. Literally, that's okay. But like, though. you know, you can't you can't live your life afraid. That's what I always say. Like, I can't be <laughs> afraid of getting lice. What am I supposed to do? Never try another hat on? Right. Something that brings me so much joy. <laughs> Couldn't be you. Literally, Could not be. Um, and so, so the wigs are in a little bit of a flop era, and then they come back a little bit, but then. They skyrocket to number one on the charts because royals are starting mm-hmm. to wear wigs. So yep. Queen Elizabeth I famously wore that little red wig. Um, mm-hmm. Well, actually a big red wig. And yeah. Louis Thirteenth and Louis Fourteenth had those like kind of like mullety, like kind of, you know, there's no really way to even describe what they had going on, but mm-hmm. it was quite the thing. Um Those Louis, they were quite dandy little men. Um, yeah, you could say that. And so that really started a trend of like people of status. It was like, oh, you have to wear a wig. Yeah. Wigs were like the Lamborghini of. They the were like the Cartier bracelet. Middle, of... Literally the Middle Ages. Like people were like, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> let me let me swing my hair around. <laughs> um, and so then in the 18th century, we get men in powdered wigs. Um, so mm-hmm. that's where that kind of comes from like everybody imagines like the founding fathers kind of in those big yeah, wigs those um and um wigs. wigs like full wigs were less common for women mm-hmm. so women wore like pieces so like they would wear something to like you know give them a little like quiff or something something, um, something. yeah but wigs actually end up going out of style again by like 1765. Mm-hmm. Um, and people I actually read also, apparently like the trend was to like have gray hair. Yeah. Um, and kind of like look dignified because people would powder like their natural hair. Mm-hmm. And also people just started doing like natural like effects like like George Washington, for instance. Um he didn't wear wigs, but his hair, he just made his hair look like that. Oh, I see. I like, see. He just styled, like he just styled his hair to give that little, you know, colonial glow. Got you. A little colonial style, get his little spit curls. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> what he wanted to do. Literally, he was, he was going to do it irregardlessly. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. And then a big exception to this was the women of Versailles who wore very elaborate wigs. Oh, yeah. And that's like you're thinking like Marie Antoinette, like mm-hmm. her little posse. Mm-hmm. They, the trend was to have the widest skirts possible and the tallest wigs possible. This is like wig central where people are like putting sculptures in their wigs uh-huh. and everything like that. Um, uh, we were supposed they to were, live in that era. <laughs> literally. But, you know, they did they did powder their wigs. They did also powder their face to be as pale white as possible. Mm-hmm. And also they put paint carmine, straight up carmine on their lips and cheeks to make those red. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so this was destroying their skin and hair, and they were basically killing themselves slowly with all these chemicals and mercury and lead poisoning. Um, but they did what they had to do. And the wigs of this time, they could be up to like two and a half feet tall. And they were uh, famously, famously super deadly because people would catch on fire all the time. <laughs> because if you think about it, <laughs> candles are the only lights they really had. So, you know, if you're walking through a candle lit hallway, your wig may catch on fire. Called the fire department. <laughs> Literally. So, and then it's like a big hassle to like get them off. So people just kind of be on fire. Um, also famously one time, there's a story of uh, a wig like blocked the view of a driver and there was like a big old carriage crash in the streets um, and many, many people died. Oh, so, camp. Yeah. Wigs can be deadly in so many ways. Slay or flop ways. Oh, my God. I just thought of a I just thought of a good. Anyway, I, I okay. you, you just <laughs> jogged the memory of mine. You're welcome. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, crazy. Women of Versailles ultimately got their goal. Like they're still <laughs> style icons, literally hundreds of literally, years later. Literally, um, they slayed. Yeah. Anyway, we need to see Versailles. When Becca and I go to Paris together, which is inevitable, mm-hmm. we do need to go see Versailles. I think you're right. Because it was one of the things I did not hit while I was in Paris. Um, <gasps> oh my God. But French Baroque is so beautiful. I know. I'm obsessed. Actually, I might like it a little bit more than an Italian Baroque. I would support you in that. Italian Baroque is just very like harsh, but like French Baroque is so soft. You're very French Baroque, Becca. Yes, it's true. I was going to say it's exactly my color palette. Yes. mm -hmm. And it's very soft and like, maybe I'm Italian Baroque and you're French Baroque. (laughs) And if it ain't Baroque, mama don't fix it. (laughs) Baroque. That's what I always like to say. I love that. Yeah. Write that down. And something that I find humorous is that like, from this era, barristers and judges in England, like, still wear wigs, like, to this day. Yeah. Like, high up people in the courts, deadass wear wigs to work. Yeah. LOL, guys. Such a funny thing about that little society. Um, and it's, like, such a serious job. Oh, yeah. One of the <laughs> most serious, perhaps. Yeah. It would be like if Justice Sonia Sotomayor showed up in a wig to work. Yeah. But, like, a big wig, like a powdered wig. <laughs> You know. Big old wig. It's hilarious. We should Tiffany, adopt that actually. low key. Like, <laughs> if that's one thing we were we going to take kept, from our mama. <laughs> literally, we should have kept that energy. Yeah, literally. Um, Something to think about. Something to think about. Yeah. It's not too late. It's not too late. Yeah. So, wigs enter another flop era, but then they come back like during, I would say, the latter half of the 20th century and of the 21st century. Um, and I find like, especially wigs and celebrity culture, I find that mm-hmm. very attributable to the use of wigs by black American women um, right. because they are the true wizards with wigs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> again, I could watch hair install videos on TikTok literally all day. For hours. Yeah. Those women those women know their way around fucking hair. <laughs> um, like, it's crazy, actually. Um, yeah. And, but yeah. So, um, obviously people like, and it's funny because people didn't know, like, like, people didn't understand it in pop culture for a while. And I still like people still don't understand when people are wearing wigs all the way. Right. Or, like, when someone's hair isn't their actual hair. Because, mm-hmm. like, apparently it was a big thing. Like, Cher one time, I was listening to a podcast, and Cher came to the Oscars. And on the red carpet, she had, like, brown hair. 
and then mm-hmm. like her regular kind of like share brown black hair and then mm-hmm. when she came out to present an award she had blonde hair on and everybody was like oh my god how is that possible <laughs> she's a wit like she's was, a witch <laughs> she just put a wig on like yeah not that hard girl <laughs> um so and then actually. we get like Katy perry Nicki minaj lady gaga in like the late mm-hmm. kind of 2000s early 2010s they really oh, bring yeah. like wig wearing back into um style mm-hmm. and then wigs have gotten like so like especially with like drag race and with like kind of the new female rap like where there's like a lot of different like female rappers like i feel mm-hmm. like wigs have really like doing like interesting fun things with wigs has yeah, become sure. like such a thing like if you think of like the wop cover like those wigs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um like which is very much like you know it's giving like halle perry and baps um like a lot of that kind of influence so yeah we're in a really we're in a really fun era of wig technology Literally. Except, actually, um, I hear this a lot because I listen to a lot of, like, drag queen podcasts and stuff, but there's actually mm-hmm. a lace shortage. Oh. Like, the pandemic has affected, like, a major lace shortage. So, like, one of the most popular types of wigs is, of course, a lace front wig because right. that gives more of an illusion that, like, the hair is actually growing out of your head. But lace is like hard to come by due to the pandemic right now so hard fronts are like back in oh man that's kind of scary yeah but now it's kind of it's kind of nice because it's caused them to innovate in like the hard front market so now hard fronts are like much nicer generally like you can buy a nice wig that isn't like lace that's such a we've really turned that into a positive literally (laughs) we found the silver lining i couldn't ask for more but a problem that I found out while researching wig production is mm-hmm. that, of course, like in every in any capitalist kind of framework, there's exploitation because oh, yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of women of South and Southeast Asian um, descent mm-hmm. uh, have a type of hair that is sought after by making of like human hair wigs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of them just like either get like forced by someone in their life to like sell their hair or um i assume it must also be i don't know that but like i could also see it being a thing of like human trafficking like if they're like oh we can make money off your hair Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we'll take your hair away um and so yeah that's something to think about um Mm -hmm. i'm sure also synthetic wigs can be very like environmentally (laughs) taxing oh yeah Um, oh yeah but so yeah there is a there's a dark side to wigotry um, yeah <laughs> and you know wigotry. we always like to get into the dark side here on the podcast but um True. yeah so becca have you ever like outside of the hannah montana birthday party yeah have you ever had to wear a wig for something i have never no i've never had to i have worn wigs I will wear wigs. I only wanted to. (laughs) Yeah, it's never been forced upon me. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna. I'm imagining. I mean, I know for many roles you have. Oh yeah. So is that kind of the only time that you've had to wear wigs for roles and such? Yeah, I had to. Yeah, I've worn a lot of wigs throughout my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I played Edna Turnblad in Hairspray a good many times. Um, Right, and so. Got to put on a wig for that. Of course, Miss mm-hmm. Connie Lingus. Of course. Had to put on a wig for that. 
I feel like, oh, when I was um, Tenardier in Les Mis, um, (laughs) when I was Tenardier in Les Mis, they come out and like, there's like the wedding of Marius and Cosette at the end of the musical and the Tenardiers Mm -hmm. crash it to like try to get money from Marius and Cosette um, Mm -hmm. again. And so they like dress all fancy and like ours was like Versailles very much. Like I had this beautiful like green oh my god I wish I had that but it was like this beautiful like green coat in my green palette which I enjoy but it was like very mm-hmm. like French Baroque and I wore <laughs> I wore one of those little wigs like I wore like a powdered wig but mm-hmm. the gag was that the wig didn't really fit my head classic <laughs> and so like it was funny it was fine because it was a part that was like meant to be played for laughs mm-hmm. and so like I literally had like I had really long hair because we were allowed to grow it out for the play. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I literally just had like my long, like dark brown hair (laughs) coming out of like this white wig that didn't fully fit my head. Oops. (laughs) And one time we would um, because there would be like a little like kind of scuffle at the uh, at the wedding. And so the kid who played Marius, my friend Frankie, one time he like pushed me a little too hard not to where I felt like scared for my safety but to the mm-hmm. point where my wig flew off my head a little bit <laughs> flew off a little bit okay and so, okay and so then I was like <laughs> <laughs> oh and Frankie goodness. like Frankie came back and he was like because I would always be trying to make Frankie like break character like I don't say <laughs> something like I always like ad lib something dumb there to like try to get him to laugh because I knew he thought the whole like exchange was so funny because right. I literally also had like the full like white face blushed cheeks heart yeah. lipstick like I did right. I, I went all out yeah. um and so yeah that was a that was a fun time I had to wear a wig that wasn't specifically for like a female role mm-hmm. um and then what other times oh I had to do a lot of like there's this really I was in this production of Peter and the Starcatcher which is another time where I played a woman technically mm-hmm. um but there's this so peter and the Starcatcher, if you don't know is a play that's like a prequel to peter pan mm-hmm. it's about um wendy's mother molly and basically you find out that she met peter pan and had her like own journey with peter pan before her daughter copied her mm-hmm. um and molly has a nanny called mrs bumbreak and that's who i played um and so there was this whole thing about we like got to do our own like we got to design our own costumes in that show so i remember we all had like a base costume that was like khakis like kind of combat boots and like a button-up shirt and Mm -hmm. then like during the first scene it was like the whole thing was supposed to be that we were like telling the story and it was it was a little meta theatrical in that way. And so like during the first scene, we got like dressed in our costumes on stage. Gotcha. Um, And so for my costume, I took this huge wedding dress that we had in our um, costume. A lot of people donate their wedding dresses to high school theater costume departments, How which could? is interesting. And so <laughs> I took this like thing that somebody wore on their special day and I completely cut it up. I cut the skirt <laughs> off. I I like dismembered the skirt from the bodice and then I used the skirt myself and I just like tied it kind of. Mm-hmm. And that was like my skirt for the role. And then I had a veil 
but like and that was supposed to be like my hair because I like took the tool and I like made a bun out of it. Oh. Um, so it looked like I had like a little bun. Um, and then at one point, like Mrs. Bumbreak finds love throughout the course of the play. She falls in love with one of the pirates. Oh, um good for her. And she like gets lost in the jungle. And so then at the end of the play, when I'm like reunited with Molly, I had like taken my hair down and like had the whole veil. And it was supposed to kind of represent how, you know, love allowed me to let my hair down. How cute. So I've had a lot of fun experiences with wigs. Oh, also during that one, we got to do, um, there was a, it's a play, but there are two songs in it. And mm-hmm. one of the songs is like an act two opener. And it's like mermaids, like everybody is a mermaid in the song. <laughs> And so we got to make our own mermaid costumes, and mine was kind of like based off like Beyonce formation because that had come out around that time. So it was a lot of black and gold and stuff. And so Mm. I designed like we were designing these headbands for it. And so my headband was I wrapped a bunch of stuff around it, like gold chains. Um, We had all these like bullets and so I made like a crown out of like bullets coming out of my head mm. um, like plastic bullets not real ones and then I did a really cool like cross hatch of like golden forks on oh. the side of my head and then I Ew. have this I ripped up I had this old skirt and I like completely like ripped like sections of it mm-hmm. to make like tracks and then I tied the tracks of the skirt to the headband to like create a hair effect um and so yeah that was a really fun process i like when i do something i enjoy about wigs is when like you make something that's not hair look like hair Mm, yeah like janice from muppets the lady with like the right the things uh love her she's an icon to me there's such fun creative expression in wigs. Oh yeah, and hair. Because no, just... I I something about me is I understand those women at Versailles. Like, <laughs> no, I get them. Why not make a them. statement with your hair? Literally, no. We should low key bring that back. We should bring that back. We should have <laughs> sculpture. We should have sculptural pieces in our hair. Exactly. Um, so so yeah. But Becca, from your experience wearing wigs, are there any qualities you look for in a good wig? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I do appreciate breathability in a wig. Let's um, talk about that. Yep. And they're so damn hot. Literally, uh, cannot <laughs> be more warm when I wear a wig. Um, I do like much like the photo I have behind me. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate like a cheap little wig with a bang that you can just mm-hmm. throw on, no big deal, just run out the house. Out. Exactly. Um, the lob is kind of kind of a sleigh for a colorful wig. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do look for something like out there, like so not like normal hair. Like I want like a brightly colored wig. I want something crazy. Uh-huh. That is my jam for a wig. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you're looking for when you look for a wig in your personal life? Uh, breathability is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm wearing a wig, like usually it's like referential. So okay, like, yeah. when I like bought the Miley wig, that right still missing guys. <laughs> um, yeah, when I bought the Miley wig, like I was like, oh, let me like 
like I have to buy something that's kind of in the reference of like her hair. Mm-hmm. One time I dressed up as Cher, so I bought like a long like black wig. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the reference point is also very important, like what you are trying to reference. Right. Um. Uh, I can't get like tangled. Like I yeah, hate when, I hate when wigs naughty. are like, tangled. I've never had like a nice like I've never been in possession of like a nice nice wig. Yeah, me neither. So still waiting for that experience. But you know, also like if it's just you know a little style you like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just want to have a little bob. Yeah, so fun. Um, but yeah, um. So what's like? What would you say is like an occasion you'd wear a wig to? Um. I love a good party wig. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was just, if I just felt in my soul like I just needed to be wearing a wig in that moment, I would do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any occasion in which you can not wear a wig too, except maybe like a passport photo. But yeah. even then, you can think about it. <laughs> if you bought a wig look <laughs> exactly like your hair, <laughs> then that would probably work. Yeah, <laughs> it's very much. Have you ever seen Monet Exchange? Is like popular for doing. Um, like one of her things is that she wears like, they they call them like pussy cat wigs, but like just little like, like oh kind of yeah like yeah pixie yeah cut wigs, <laughs> and she does. Um, she's famous for doing like like wig reveals but she kind of makes fun of like the concept of wig reveal because she will have right. like a kitty cat wig on and then she'll just pull it off and the exact it's same wig the will same be wig exactly such it's a just good, so important yeah so such, important, a good, such a good such a thing um <laughs> such important work and yeah. uh yeah also wig you? reveals we can't oh yeah so important literally wig reveals are so important mm-hmm. where would you wear a wig to though um a baptism right or like a christening i Great feel point. it's a good place to wear especially if you're godmother vibes like you have to be wearing a wig yeah and it's gonna like have to hit the floor yeah something sculptural <laughs> like yeah mm-hmm. definitely something mm-hmm. um a funeral under the right circumstances just oh. make sure it's in black nice and that you can pin like a fierce little veil into it so like if you're mourning you know you can have that mm-hmm. um my New Year's Eve party was wig themed, but that's also where the bre- breathability comes in because like I couldn't wear a wig on New Year's Eve because I would have been too damn hot because I had worn like, I was wearing like a big coat. Oh, yeah, it's too much. Which is one of the hard things about going out in the winter in general, because it's like, what is the right amount to wear? Exactly. Because you're going to be cold while you walk there or get there and then you're going to uh-huh. be hot inside. Literally. And I can't deal with that. It's a devil's bargain, really. Yeah. One of the most difficult things ever. Oh. But yeah, I, yeah, I also love, um, I am growing appreciation for male wigs. Like when you brought that up, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, on legendary, there was this one, uh, ball where La Roach wore, um, La Roach is like his iconic look is kind of like long, sleek, like black hair, but mm-hmm. he wore this like platinum blonde pompadour which looked like so oh like God. interesting contrasted his skin tone like so well and so it was Slay. just like so <laughs> it was so fierce like <laughs> <laughs> so fun to look at no and when like there's like a short wig that's like sculpted there's something fun about that too yeah for sure um <sighs> yeah what joy yeah we love what wigs. joy um yeah becca anything else to say about wigs I don't think so. 
All right, then. Well, we're going to throw to an eensy weensy little break. Then we'll be back with our Manic Pixie Moments and our jump scares. Yeah. Oh my god, wig. Oh my god, wig. You scared me so good. Oh my god, stop. Oh my god, wig snatched. Oh my god. I can define my uh my wig. Uh my wig. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that was me that being Marie Antoinette. <laughs> Not speaking in French, but speaking in English, because I feel like she could if she wanted to. Yeah, All right, guys. Probably a little bit. So um it is time for our weekly segments. Mm-hmm. So obviously we're going to start with our jump scare having to do with wigs. So this is anything that Quinn or I found not so great, kind of scary, kind of spooky mm. about wigs. So Quinn, what is that for you? I'm so glad we talked about the breathability issue because that was going to be my original jump scare, but I feel like we have that out of the way because I did okay. think of something else when Becca was talking about how wigs are like deadly or I forget what she said that made me think of this, but uh-huh. it unlocks like a core memory. So Good. the first time I did hairspray... I had to learn my way around wigs because mm-hmm. I had like a couple of them. Did I have two? I probably had two, right? Yeah, I definitely had two. Um, so yeah, I had two wigs the first time I did hairspray. And um so I got pretty good at like securing wigs and like doing like bobby pins and like knowing where to bobby pin them so they would stay in, which is important in hairspray because a lot of people are wearing wigs in that. Sure. Mm-hmm. And right. so I had this friend who was playing Amber Von Tussle and we were down in the dressing room and she was about to go on for Cooties, which is Amber's like big song. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, are you can you help me like secure my wig? And I was like, oh, sure. Oh, sure. And then I started going in on it and she's like, wow, you're like really good at this. Like they're really going in. And I'm like, yeah, babe. And then <laughs> she's like, oh, ow. Like, I put one in her head and it, like, literally. Her? Like, yes, it, like, took off a piece of her scalp by accident. Oh. <laughs> like, oh. she was like, I did it a little too hard. And she was, like, bleeding. And so she's, like, crying and stuff. And then she has to, like, go up and, like, do the song while she's, like, literally in so much pain that I inflicted upon her because I was doing her wig too good. Oh, man. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, literally. yeah. That's why I would not let. I generally don't let people touch my head too much. Yeah, um, including so. especially me. I'm on that no fly list. Right. Yeah. 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 And now you have you have worsened your case. You have not to touch my head for a long time now. Electric chair. <laughs> um, and so yeah. But Becca, Man. when when oh. is your jump scare? <laughs> now what is your jump scare as it concerns wigs? I'm not going to concede. Um, My jump scare is just head sweat, which, yeah, mm. is adjacent to breathability. But um, yeah. the concept of head sweat is is so uncomfortable. And then something also is that wigs are, like, kind of hard to, like, clean. Oh, <laughs> and so, like, yeah. kind of when you get a wig sweaty, like, she might just have to stay like that. Yeah, she might just have to stink. Yeah. Be stanky. Yeah, that's God the other thing her. about the lace fronts, the lace shortage that I talked about is that like lace is also hard to clean. Right. So like if you get makeup on your lace, which you do have to do inevitably because it's like yep. 
you know you have to blend it you can use makeup to like blend it in but then you have to like remove some of the makeup because like you can't just keep building makeup on top of it or else it's gonna be like this chunky yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so there there are some kinks we need to work out nobody ever said it was easy no no we just said it was fun literally and sometimes fun is not easy (laughs) famously not us teaching not us teaching the world children it's kind of a lesson (laughs) write that down guys (laughs) Um, yeah but um so that's a little scary Mm -hmm. but we will persevere um and then we will also leave off on a positive note so this is our manic pixie moment considering wigs um is anything wonderful lovely perfect about or adjacent to wigs so quinn what is that for you so this actually comes from another time i did hairspray which was we're now up to the third time at this point Mm. but i had this little um my wig for the first half because edna turnblad goes through a little bit of a metamorphosis throughout the play Mm. and so my wig for the first half was this beautiful like it had like curlers in it and then it had some pieces falling down and it was beautiful mm-hmm. and my wig for the second half was like this little like bus driver like black bob wig oh. and i was like i just wasn't really that into it and so i was like okay and then the final scene i come out like phoenix edna and so like she's rising from the ashes she comes out of a hairspray can like she's doing the whole thing and so i was like i need some grandeur and i think part of the impact of a wig is knowing when a wig won't have impact you know Mm. and so babe I took the wig off and I said you know what I'm gonna do instead I'm gonna I have these long ass like Lane Bryant pantyhose that were black and had like sparkles in them and I had two pairs of them and so I wore one pair for the final scene and then for the um for the other pair I put them on my head and then I like wrapped them around until I could like tie them and there was no thing and I had this beautiful like Gloria Swanson-esque like turban oh wow. that I wore in the final scene as opposed to like a wig and I didn't tell my director before I did it <laughs> I was and gonna I say just, like, it was like did dress rehearsal and I just like oh, came okay. right out no because it was like community theater it wasn't that big of a deal um gotcha. at that point like it's not something I would do now but like mm-hmm. um uh but I took the it was um, fine to do in that setting. yeah I took yeah and so I like came out and then I just ended up keeping it because I was like this is the because I had like this whole dress and like what was I supposed to do wear a fucking bob no right yeah. like yeah and so it was a little bit of a style icon moment she slid. She slid. Yeah, I served. Oh. Now what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but Becca, okay. what is your manifesting moment when it comes to wigs? Well, something I love to do is, well, for all of college, I did not own an umbrella, mm-hmm. so I often did wear a wig instead. And that is something so great about wigs is that while you may sweat underneath them. Uh-huh. You w- you are protected from the elements, the no, external there, elements. There is something like you don't even need like I don't even need a hood or like a rain jacket when I'm in the rain. If I just have something to cover my head. Perfect. Literally. Yeah. Like even if I'm just wearing like a beanie or something. But like the thing of rain literally falling on your head, like it's one of the worst feelings. It's like having it. to pee 
rain falling on your head <laughs> especially like a light drizzle is like one thing and then you're like oh I'm Drew Barrymore I'm like romanticizing it but then when it yeah. starts to like rain rain and you're like oh just this like water coming from the sky is now soaking just me just hitting me yeah yeah hate that actually filth hate water that. that got like <laughs> recycled from, from the ground street I live on and then literally now falling back down on me yeah Oh my god, literally. The streets of could be anywhere, to be honest. Um and the streets famously are anywhere. <laughs> so they say. Depends on where actually you are though. Um yeah, so that is good about wigs that you can kind of protect mm-hmm. yourself there. Um and, and Becca did show up to something I was at one time, a restaurant, yes. wearing a wig and saying, Well, I don't own an umbrella. And I got a hearty chuckle out of it. Yeah, I was like, true. this is this is this is truly you want to talk about innovation that excites. <laughs> Wear a wig. Wear a wig. Literally. <laughs> yeah, it was bright blue, but it went well with my outfit, so that's good. But it's like Becca bright blue, you know. Yeah, you're right. Like that one. Yeah. That one up there. It's very that, yeah. Yeah. Could be actually that exact one. Who's to say? Top left. <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. um but yeah so wigs are so fun guys you should definitely invest in one if you you invest you should spend 12 dollars on amazon if you don't have yeah. one yet <laughs> or spirit halloween yeah um, if they're still around you right now yeah. depending on when you're listening to this, <laughs> I, once to this <laughs> I once had this great tweet that was um it was rupaul when he had his like talk show for a second they mm-hmm. took a video of him like walking around his talk show set being like, and he just goes like, ooh, ah. And then there's just one section where he goes, oh, like excited. <laughs> and oh. I tweeted that out being like me walking around, me driving around my hometown, seeing which local businesses have turned into spirit Halloween. <laughs> ooh, ah. Ah, oh. ooh. <laughs> there. Um, Literally. But yeah, I think that's our show on wigs um and it's been really hard to scuba dive in a wig so i'm glad we oh my god were able to get through that um, <laughs> and that's something it did not pre- protect us from the elements but that's no okay. literally yeah um yeah, only you, had to, you had to keep pulling it out of like the goggles it, <laughs> it's a hard crazy. thing it's a hard thing to swim but um anyway. yeah but we we, we wanted to we wanted to provide you guys with that experience that's what this podcast what is about do. ultimately exactly but back up where can people find you if they want to see your wigs? Thank you. Well, they can follow me at Becca Hobart on Instagram, Bex Gloss on Twitter and Spotify, and where y'all go and join World War Three on TikTok. They can also find me purchasing next maybe a yellow wig, and then I'm going to hide in the traffic light in the middle and just be on all the time to confuse people. Cause multiple accidents. <laughs> and I'm excited about it. But yeah. And then Quinn, where can the people keep up with you individually if they're so inclined? You can find me at Quinn P. Murphy on Instagram and TikTok and at Quinn P. Murphy underscore on Twitter. And you can find me touching hair. Uh, the touch. Not the mine. Feel, but no. <laughs> I'm not allowed to touch back his head anymore. <laughs> One time, one time you impale somebody's head with a bobby pin. Like the whole rest of your life, you're like marked. You're in the doghouse. You're in the doghouse. Dog and that is the pervasiveness of cancel culture in our society. <laughs> Tucker Carlson is going to be pissed. I'm going on Tucker. I, 
I'm announcing. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. that's not true, guys. That was that's a scene. Um, but anyway, Becca, where can people keep up with the show? They are so interested and inclined to do so. Yeah, good question. Well, they can follow at Manic Pixie Jumpscare on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, where we post the podcast at length and also exclusive content. And they can also email in at manicpixiejumpscare at gmail.com, where we will respond to anything you could possibly say. Literally. Literally anything. Bird saying anything, we're like, oh, yeah, well. Yeah, good, nice. Counterpoint. <laughs> yeah. Point counterpoint. <laughs> Double that kit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we will fight you. JK, JK, guys. We will probably agree with you, especially if you have praise for us, yeah. which we always accept. That's, that's one of the best things you could put, possibly. Yeah. You're on our good list mm-hmm. immediately. And then we will manifest good things for you in your life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, we're Quinn. We're Quinn. And, and we're back. We're Becca. And, and thank you thank for you listening. For listening. Will you wear wigs? When will you wear wigs? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what? Do you not know this reference? Wait, it sounds familiar. Elijah Wood being interviewed um, for like a Lord of the Rings press yes. jacket and then will his co-star yeah. Yeah, pranking him. When will you wear wigs? I think, yeah, I do. Yes. Do you mm-hmm. wear wigs? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And now the podcast is over. Yeah. Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy. Social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart. And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.